0: One, two, one, two, check, mic check.
1: That sounds good to me. Can you hear me good? Yep. Can you hear me well? Yes, I can,
0: I can hear you beautifully.
1: Oh, beautifully. That's what I said. No one's used for my voice. <laughs> Everybody. Welcome to Babe Talk. I am sitting here right now with Katie. Well, I'm not sitting here right now. It's an internet show, as everybody knows. So, I mean, we're sitting in places across from each other, distance tech technology. Anyway, Katie Miller. Katie, uh, Kate Dressed Up is her solo project that um, recently just dropped this amazing singer-songwriter EP not too long ago. When did it just drop? It dropped... Um,
0: last Thursday, the 29th.
1: Last Thursday, the 29th. And this is your first venture into... The music industry?
0: Sort of. Um, when I was in college, a friend of mine offered to record some songs for me. So I, I ended up doing a three-song EP when I was like 19 years old, but literally never did anything with it. So this is kind of like my fresh start.
1: This is your fresh start? Well, hey, this is the first day of your life. What's, well, not today, but I guess it would have been September twenty-ninth. That would have been the first day of your life. Might as well be. Might as well be. But hey, how are you? How, how's it going?
0: How's life? I'm doing well. How are you? <laughs> Hanging in. <laughs>
1: um, we're going to do this show, right? We're going to follow formats. Um, every week before we start the episode, I ask our guests how their past few days, weeks, months, years were. And um, Ken, okay, I'm going to extend that to you. How was your past, uh, past whatever?
0: Uh, well, today was pretty good. Today was a pretty normal day for me. I got up and went to work. And uh, came home, checked some emails, jammed a little bit, had a uh, bacon grilled cheese that my boyfriend made. Oh, that uh, sounds awesome. Yeah, no, I was looking forward to that all day. I, I knew he was going to make that. So, I mean, can't can't really complain, really.
1: True, true. Especially when you know that you're going to get a good meal later in the day. Like, it gives you something to look forward to. It
0: really did, especially with it being, you know, cloudy and it's cooling off and stuff. Is just... It was the right day to have some comfort food.
1: Very true. And that's also a new new thing, not to be cliche and talk about the weather, but like, holy shit, it like got cool really
0: fast. Quickly. Very quickly. Yeah. I feel like it came out of nowhere.
1: It really did. And like, and we're all warned about it, you know, like once, you know, Labor Day hits, it's like summer's over. And we're like, haha, no. And weather's like, well, <laughs> I don't want on your schedule, so <laughs> it doesn't really matter.
0: Yeah, I f- but the thing is, I feel like maybe maybe I just like don't have good memory, but I feel like this year there's just no transition between it being like blistering hot and like comfortably cool, where you need a sweater. Like that happened over the course of like one day.
1: Actually, you're right because I remember it was like back in I want to say like because March was still pretty cool, But I think. April, once April hit, it was just like zero to 60. It was like, all right, like, bust out your tank tops and, like, your shorts. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, Hot Topics are having a sale for another two weeks. I need to figure out what I'm doing for shorts.
0: Yeah, and uh, so I, I live in South Jersey near Philadelphia now. But, I mean, a little over a year ago, I, I was still living in North Jersey at my mom's house. And I'm mm-hmm. there. You're in the mountains. It's kind of cool. It's, it's, like, still comfortable in the summertime. And – down here, where you're at sea level and you're a little further south, that is not the case. It's oh, absolutely. It's noticeably warmer down here. And
1: like, it shouldn't be because like there's a lot of open. Well, I guess maybe the um, I'm no scientist, so I really <laughs> can't can't like profificate pro- – What pro- I shouldn't use words that I don't know how to actually pronounce, but be able to talk talk about weather and science, where I'm just like, oh, an open field should be cooler.
0: Yeah, I I don't know. I don't. I'll have to look that up. But
1: uh... <laughs> you gotta look it up. <laughs> I I expect a full report tomorrow. Yeah, no, along to
0: I'll shoot you an email.
1: <laughs> shoot me an email. Oh God, we're not professional enough for this. I don't want to see any emails. Yep. Um. <laughs> but did you work anywhere fun? Do you want to divulge that information?
0: Um. I mean, I work uh for like a software startup company. Um. Mm. The work itself is neither here nor there. It's just a day job. Uh, My coworkers are cool. I mean, it's it's interesting. I sort of randomly fell into it um, when I moved down here. I did not expect to, you know, land employment that, you know.
1: Like right off the bat.
0: Yeah, like just immediately got a job to where, like, I don't need to worry about anything right now. And that's that's nice.
1: Hey, oh, God, in and and the economy that, that we're at, I mean, like, good Lord, I'm approaching on, like, 25, and I'm like, shit, what am I going to do for, for, like, life? And I think I'm doing things right, and it's just, like...
0: It's still stressful. It doesn't even matter, mm-hmm. like, how prepared you are, because you just don't know what's going to happen.
1: Absolutely not. So that's really cool that you're able to just, like, you know, pick up a job like that.
0: Yeah, I was lucky, like we were talking about before, just fortunate.
1: Hella, hella. And so when you moved out to the Philly area, was that for, like, your school and stuff?
0: Um, I moved down here literally just to be near Philadelphia to do music. Um, Oh, sure, yeah? I graduated from the College of New Jersey in 2014. And, uh, like, toward the end of college was sort of when I, like, really knew that I wanted to pursue music as, like, a full-time endeavor, like, what hopefully would eventually become a full time endeavor, mm-hmm. um so I moved home with my mom for a year after college just to work and save money and keep the cost of living low, but sure. I pretty much knew that I was gonna be moving down here because I mean the Philly scene is just hopping right now. It just is sure. like it's a good place to be
1: and it's been they've been on a stride for like the past few. Oh, Lord, how long have I been out of school for? Oh, God, for the past, like, decade, actually.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's, I mean, Philly's great. Between the music scene and the restaurant scene, I really have no complaints.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Now, I would imagine that you have, like, your favorite Philly band.
0: Um, yeah, I do, but I think that I'm biased because it's just my friend's band because I love them.
1: Uh, Plug them. What's the band?
0: Um, the band is called We Have Ghosts. Um, they make what they call, they call it a noise pop slash shoegaze. Oh, I love it. Oh, I love Philly so much. They're great. So it's, it's my two friends actually from high school and they also ended up transplanting to Philly. Oh, Um, sick. It's, it's two guitars and a drum machine. Nice, actually. And they just, they just slay. Like, I just, I love seeing them live. I think they're really onto something. So that's a, probably my favorite Philly band right now. But again, I'm very biased.
1: <laughs> well, hey, I mean, guys, go ch- check it out. I mean, like the Philly scene as, as a whole has just been amazing. I mean, I before I had I gotten into music, I was a real quote unquote. And if I offend anybody, you know, like, wow, wow, actually, I should really slow down with that sentence because that can get me in a lot of trouble. <laughs> I was going to say, say normies because I, I, for whatever reason, I had a lot of friends that I'd take offense when they hear the, no- the phrase normie. And I'm like, well, I mean, it's not like it's the N-word or anything, you know? Like, it's it's not that awful of a word. No. Like, like I've been called a Negro, on like, several times and kind of gotten, like, a twinge and, like, a shiver. But I don't think I've seen anyone walking out of an Old Navy and, like, someone walking by be like, oh, what a normie. And, like, they actually got offended by
0: it. <laughs> I honestly can't even really say that I've heard that word in common use.
1: You've never heard the word in common use, a normie?
0: Mm, not that I can remember off the top of my head.
1: Uh oh, well, I just look like a pretentious ass. I'm, which I'm well, not too far. Away.
0: I I learned something now. Like this is just.
1: <laughs> there you go. That's now in your vocabulary. When when you see when you see a soccer mom unpacking the high scene... Ugh!
0: What a normie.
1: Ugh! Well, ugh! The
0: worst. The worst.
1: <laughs> but um, back you know like like you had your, your regular pop bands used to come on the radio. Your gorillas, your Coldplay, and everything on the ones that, And I thought I was always like hot shit. With with being up on the latest, you know, now this is what I call music, volume 19 collection and shit yeah. like that. And once I got in, into high school, a lot of my friends uh, frequent the, uh, the Philly scene. There was a lot of pop punk bands going on. There were a lot of um, hardcore yeah. bands going on. I remember on. when pop
0: punk was big.
1: Oh, was, man, it was fucking huge.
0: That was, a, that was a very big part of my high school life, was pop punk bands. Oh, yeah? Like, yeah, I mean... As far... I used to go to Bamboozle. I don't
1: know if Oh, man. What a throwback fest.
0: Yeah. Do you remember that? That was... I went to that, like, two or three years in a row.
1: Uh-huh.
0: So. It's weird.
1: I, I say what a throwback, but it's only been a few years now. Like, what? Maybe, like, four years
0: it's been The last time it? I was there was... Has to be, like, eight years ago now or something. Oh, God. Yeah. Maybe. Oh well, it there sounds, goes my memory. Sounds joke. weird. Because
1: I think the last band, the last big band to perform there, was brand new. I think it was it last year.
0: Oh really? That's. I mean, that I would have gone to go see.
1: I believe so. I'm not too sure because I didn't go that year. I, my my first year that I went to Bamboozle, I saw. Um, oh my god! I think the only band I can remember is Chitty Bang, and I know I saw a lot of great bands that Chitty
0: day. Chitty Bang. Yeah,
1: yeah, that was that was wow. an odd thing to walk into.
0: That's cool. Yeah, I Good. I saw so many. I saw um, Paramore, Fall Out Boy, Weezer. I saw Kesha like twice in one weekend.
1: Ooh, Kesha. Yeah,
0: it was I, that 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 was that was like always the craziest weekend of my year in high school. Which, like, I mean, it wasn't that crazy. It was just that you know all I did the rest of the time was sit at home. But
1: definitely. I love how you says that. Like the entire week, like there was like 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 a buildup. And, like, a, a countdown going on to be like, oh, three more days until baby like, I got I to gotta get my bandana going. It was a big deal. <laughs> it was. That's sick. I mean, hey, shit. I mean, I used to look, look forward to warp Tour. Because, like, that was my – I never used to go out to shows. And then once I realized that, like, live music wasn't a thing that just happened on Gilmore Girls, <laughs> I was like, whoa, I could go out to this large festival and, like, things are going to happen. And so I frequent – um, Warped Tour a lot. Baboos, not as much, but Warped Tour was, like, my, my, my scene days.
0: That's cool. Yeah, no, I, I, I knew a lot of people who went to Warped in its heyday, but, like, I never made it out that way myself.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, they're both, I think it's kind of, like, the same argument with people that are just, like, oh, I love, um, I guess you just use any two comparisons, you know, they're, they're both close in in distance. Um, they both featured a great selection of bands. Yeah, and um, they had and
0: almost sort of like s- s- not s- not too similar of music, but like similar enough that like you could go to one or the other and like still have a good time. Oh, absolutely.
1: And I think there was a lot less reports of like heatstroke at Bamboozle than there was at Wart.
0: Oh, I believe that.
1: Like for whatever reason, some, kids that go for over some reason wart
0: that just feels like it makes sense to me.
1: I, and it's so weird. Like, I don't think anyone would actually be able to like fight me. I think Kevin Line would just be like, "No, that, yeah, I don't have stats, but that sounds about right."
0: Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's so
1: bizarre. Kids, kids just think they just become like, "Oh, oh, we have a call."
0: Oh, hey caller.
1: Hey caller, how's it going? <laughs> I guess this is now going to be the ongoing joke. Since last week we we had um, Joe of Our Fair City on the show, we took callers, but. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am very planned on not derailing conversations with phones. So we're going to ignore the phone. Cool. And um, hopefully it'll stop ringing. If not, I have a loud voice. Um, but yeah, so i the one thing I want to ask you about is, um, I, I remember that you had brought up Kesha. And as of like this past year, year and a half, one of the best shows that I've heard come out of like any, any, band or a singer or anything along the lines of that was Kesha having like these really bomb ass shows. Really? Absolutely. Like apparently it's kind of like the elaborates of Miley Cyrus without the ugh,
0: I, I, I know, know what you're getting at.
1: Yeah, yeah, without that. <laughs> that
0: actually sounds cool. I mean I I actually I actually dig Miley Cyrus. Um like I just I think she's got it going on. Like whatever she's doing right now, like I, I don't have an issue with it. I think it's pretty sweet. Um, oh
1: yeah. She's kick ass.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, she came to the electric factory within the past year and like just did some really outrageous stuff. And like, I wasn't there, but I, I was able to like, you know, catch some like bootlegged footage from a friend after the fact. And it was pretty cool. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. I, Cause like, at I, some point, you could just do whatever you want on stage. I think so, and I and I wonder
1: what was like the the artistic like meaning behind it. Not to get all like
0: I've been Ooh, it's, it's I'm NPR the NPR Radio, same thing. Yeah,
1: because cause like if you look at her as a person, like 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 the liberated, like fully in control, like this is me, this is my body, this is my music, I'll do whatever the fuck I want, right? But in the same token, it's on such a high key level that that like like. Uh, like uh, for for me personally, it could get a little obnoxious over time. Whereas I love her music and I love her performances, but it's like,
0: I don't, know, I don't all disagree with you. There's definitely like a right and wrong way to do it. And like, that's even what you think about what is the right or wrong way is going to depend on who you are.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So,
0: but that's the cool thing about music and art is like, you just never know what is or isn't going to connect.
1: That's that's true. Look look at you understanding art stuff. <laughs> I mean, wow, that 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 come off way more of an asshole than I meant to.
0: Say. <laughs> like,
1: like, oh, look at you. You know how to do stuff.
0: Nah, it's cool. I mean, I kind of make it my mission, like consciously.
1: There you go Don Don Quixote. Just go ahead and, and convert them all. Oh shit, my computer's going to go to sleep. No, 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 no. Okay, cool. Uh, computer's back alive, and we're good. Um, but the follow question I wanted to ask was. You seem to frequent a lot of shows. Um, you used to go to a lot of fe- festivals. What was the best performance that you ever seen given by any individual or any band?
0: The best perf- performance period I've ever seen.
1: If if there's anything or like a top 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 tier.
0: Okay, so that actually funny. You should say that because I just within the past couple months saw my favorite performance ever. It's unexpected, and it was Paul McCartney. Really, I. Yeah, so, like, I have never been a huge Beatles fan. Like, I like hang me for it. It's just true. <laughs> I, I get it. Like, I get it. I understand. But it's just, I would almost never say, hey, let's put on the Beatles.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But, you know, I understand that, you know, the Beatles are legendary and Paul McCartney is a living legend. So when my mom said, hey, do you want to go? I wasn't about to say no.
1: Absolutely. It's like an experience to do... If it's just handed to you, it's like...
0: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I absolutely had to go. So I ended up going and, like, was just so blown away. Like, not to sound rude, but he's just so old. And to be able to, like, do as much as he did and as well as Mm -hmm. he did it for the whole duration of the show was just... It was just incredible. Like, it really was. I, I can't even really explain it because he didn't do anything outrageous or anything that would stand out from any other performing artist. Mm-hmm. But like, it just, it was Paul McCartney. It was just, you feel the legend when you're there.
1: Yeah. It's, 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 it's like an atmosphere has like literally kind of kinda been like draped over the, the venue.
0: Yeah. It it really was kind of weird in that way. Like in a good way, in a good way. It like felt special to be there.
1: Oh, that's really awesome.
0: Yeah. Plus, it was with, and I, it was with my mom, and you know that just made it that much better.
1: Oh, so much like like, um, not sin- sincere, s- special, special things happening. Yeah, that sense got away from me. But that 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 is dope. That that's really cool. Especially to see a, a living legend. That was kind of like me when I saw um, Motley Crue Crew was another one. Motley Crew, uh, was at a uh, Bamboozle one year. Really, that's and. Cool. Yeah, it was coming towards the end of the night, and I mean, I wouldn't say it's the most amazing performance I've ever seen, but it, it, it goes hand-in-hand hand with the same living legend kind, yeah. of, kind of deal.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure.
1: Like, especially when you have, like, those type of bands, it's like, knock on all types of wood, but, like, any of them are could go at any time, and no one would say, like, oh, what happened? Yeah,
0: I just actually, like, a month before I saw Paul McCartney with my mom, I saw Bob Dylan with my dad. And wow. that was the same thing where like for like six months before the show, I was like, like I hope that we are just still able to go see it. Like you just don't know. Like mm-hmm. he just put his body, his little body through so much. <laughs> his little
1: body's just like, and oh man. little
0: guy. Bob Dylan is Bob Dylan's short.
1: How tall is he? Well, how short is he? Uh
0: definitely shorter than me, and I'm five seven.
1: Oh, a sad little man. No,
0: he's, I mean, he's probably a happy guy. He's just, just a little guy.
1: He's just a little guy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's really cool. Well, uh, I think this would be a good time to transition into the interview portion. Um, We were, we're talking with Katie Miller of Kate Dressed Up, Um, singer-songwriter out of the beautiful, beautiful New Jersey, Philly area, Um, now in the Philly area. Um, so that's really awesome. Um, the, again, like I said before, the e- self-titled EP just dropped, um, on the 29th of last week. And when I was talking to Kate earlier, um, the email that was sent over to me included a, um, SoundCloud link, which if you guys were to still look for it, it's still available. Cause I would love to hear you guys, um, opinion on the, on the, on the contrast that I was able to hear. Um, it featured some, I actually don't even know what those songs were. Um, now I remember that you put it together in a con- compilation and it was titled and bundled that it was a um like the the demos or like a rough cut with the lo-fi sound that I just kind of wanted to get out there. But what was the um first release that that you had put out?
0: The very first
1: like first? like the like the unofficial, yeah.
0: Okay, so um yeah, when I was in college uh in my sophomore year of college, um a friend of mine reached out to me and Basically, out of the blue, said, I want to record your songs. So when I was 19 years old, I spent my winter break in my friend's basement and in his bedroom and in his linen closet, oddly enough, uh, recording mm-hmm. music. And, you know, I I put that out there and I was really proud of those songs and how they turned out. But I never really did, did anything with them. Uh, doing music... As as like a solo thing wasn't really on my radar yet, at the time. So that was sort of just for fun.
1: Yeah, kind of kind of like to get your feet wet and and in a way see if this might this may be a thing you'd want to pursue.
0: Yeah, I mean, I always knew that I loved music and stuff, but that was the first time that I had ever recorded anything of my own, and so that that was that was a really uh like eye opening experience, and I enjoyed it a lot. Like I enjoyed it enough to like keep writing songs and stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. So, well, that's great. I mean, let's then. Then I I think it would be cool to dive into your, I guess, initial touch into music. Like, what what had set you in the way of wanting to become an artist in any way, shape, or form?
0: Uh, I mean, like, probably like since I could like think. Consciously, I, I was always into music and singers uh, when I was I mean, I very clearly remember being, you know, three years old and just loving Celine Dion and just <laughs> even so. as even as a little kid like that, like that power and the emotion that she conveyed, I, I picked up on it, even though I couldn't understand it and And a lot of music made me feel the same way, and it was always something that I was interested in. I mean my dad's a musician, there was always music playing in my house um so when I was younger, I was probably about around seven. My parents got me piano lessons, and then when I got a little older and you know started to have sort of those more like teenagery emotions, I mm. wanted to play the guitar and sing. Because that's what I felt like I needed to be doing. So I taught myself the guitar, starting around when I was oh, wow. eleven years old or so. Um, I mean, my dad plays, and he taught me, you know, I think one song, and then the rest was just me, you know, exploring that. And it's just something that I did almost every day in my life since then. I just make music.
1: That's amazing. Do you remember what that that first song was?
0: I do and it was this is so funny to me now it was empty apartment by yellow card
1: oh wow
0: oh yeah i uh i like i heard it and i wanted to learn it and i sat my dad down and i said teach me how to play this and he listened he listened to it for you know a couple minutes cuz it's pretty simple figured mm. out the chords he showed me the chords and that was that
1: wow human tab machine. that's not too bad
0: yeah was, i mean i It's cool. I could kind of do the same thing myself now that I, you know, am better at the guitar, but it was, it was nice to have somebody else be able to do that for me at first. That's absolutely sick.
1: There was another question that, that I had, and I don't know if if it's, if it was just, just a, a thing, but was there ever a song or an album that you had heard in your youth that you always just heard around and then later had learned what it was? Like, was there any, like like extremely tied to nostalgia kind of song for me that you had learned from your younger years up until now?
0: Um, that does happen to me sometimes. And the way that it usually happens is hearing music now that my parents were listening to when I was younger. And, you know, when I was younger, it was just like music in the background, whatever they were listening to. And then now, you know, I'll go and revisit those artists intentionally, you know, trying to learn something and I'll be listening to these albums that I think I have no idea what they are and I'll know two or three songs off them. Mm -hmm. And so that, that's probably the, the most nostalgic thing musically for me is like hearing, you know, BG songs that I didn't know I knew and knowing all the words to them or something like that.
1: Oh, uh, that's cool because it's 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 kind of like a knee jerk reaction.
0: Yeah, where like I, if you said, "Hey, do you know this song?" I would be like, "No," but then you you play it, and I'm five years old again or something.
1: That's really cool. So, so how did you form? Because I know a lot of different singers and songwriters. Um, it's a it's a little bit different from from larger bands because, like you know collectively as a group they're able to come up with a with a tone or they're able to come up with a style that they want to play into and you know each different person will have a different answer but seeing as if like you know you're performing as a solo artist, how did you find yourself crafting your style
0: um a lot of it comes from my bandmate who i mean k dressed up as a solo project but i'm also in a a duo called the Fox and the Rose. And um, Hmm. my bandmate Vin is, again, probably biased, but I think he's one of the overall best musicians that I have ever known. Um, And when we started doing the Fox and the Rose in earnest, um, I mean, I already was into like a a folk style and I already was into singer-songwriter stuff. But Vin is really the guy that expanded my knowledge of music theory and really got me into um, sort of the intricacies of how music works. And playing with him expanded my skill set. And then from there, it's really just a matter of taste of how you want to use those skills and, you know, craft something new with it, with them.
1: Absolutely. I mean, that, that, that's always the case. So it seems as if like, like, you know, and I don't think there's any artist that's ever said, like, I've learned everything that I, I will ever learn. And that's that. But it seems as if like, just from everywhere that, that you've been playing and like, you know, like self teaching yourself how to play, learning music from your father, taking off, like, like, you know, hits with, with your band, it seems like your music is always kind of like, you're, you're always learning something.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, Again, that's a pretty conscious decision. Um, Learning in general is something that I've always sort of had a knack for um, and something that I've always really enjoyed. I mean, literally explain something to me and I'll enjoy listening to it just because I like knowing the information. Hmm. So, I mean, when you take that love of learning and then you have something that you really love which is music Mm -hmm. and you put those together it just it becomes sort of intuitive to you know become a student of music because that's the only way that you know you're gonna be able to I mean you can always you know reach deeper emotionally and you can always do new things lyrically but at the end of the day you're gonna need a broader skill set to to like really fully express yourself. In my opinion, that's like how I feel about it. Like the more tools at my disposal, the better equipped I am to, you know, turn those tools into, you know, sounds and feelings. Absolutely. And like that, that way of thinking is just something that I've really fallen into in the, in the past few years that like only grows. Like that need to learn only increases.
1: And you kinda of set that standard for for yourself so that like you'll be able to continue to express yourself as long as you're able to have the drive forward, which it seems like like you're not you know, it's not gonna cool down.
0: I mean not anytime soon, I don't think.
1: Hey there, there you go, you know, you get the engine roaring. Yeah. Ride a puppy. It's
0: ex- it's exciting stuff. Music music really excites me. Even just listening Hello. to it. So I, you, you
1: brought up feelings And I kind of wanted to, to dive into your Lyrical con- content um, I know that I said that Forward was um, A song that I really enjoyed Off of um, the titled, But um, Something I Can Keep As well yeah. Was something that had really resonated with me And I kind of just wanted to, to Get into your head about your um, Lyrical style How you even Well let's start, let, 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 let's start at the top So you learned yourself, learned how to play, play the guitar. Mm -hmm. um, And when did you eventually begin to incorporate your lyrics alongside of it?
0: I mean, the singing itself I've been doing forever. I started writing actual music. I think I probably was 15. And I think that the first song I ever wrote was part of this Super duper corny, literal, like, cassette, recorded cassette that I made as a Valentine's Day present for, you know, my teenage boyfriend at the time. Mm -hmm. And I, I wrote him, like, a super cheesy love song. um, And, like, that was great. But, you know, obviously, when you're 15, 16, 17 years old, it doesn't stay great. And so I had lots of uh inspiration to sort of start like, you know, delving into what I wanted to say. And nice. uh, yeah, I had a lot of inspiration from I mean, honestly, my my favorite contemporary songwriter and just artist is is Connor Oberst of Bright Eyes. Oh, true. Yeah, that's that was huge, huge, huge for me when I was in high school. And I mean that's still a huge influence just the way that he crafts these really elaborate stories and images and he's really clever about it but at the same time there's something super raw to it yeah that's something that really just like i was just into it immediately and so i think that style probably is noticeable in in the music that i make too or at least i, I hope it is to some extent
1: I mean that as if <laughs> I was gonna say like as if I'm someone that that knows what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Please, please, bands, continue to come on the show. I swear to God, I kind of know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, like with something I I can keep, like 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 you know, like it it is clever. Like when when you go into the um, I, I think it's towards I have my, I have it up here now. And if you tell me that that you're sorry, that's something I can keep. Yeah. But the tears inside your eyes are drowning me. the the more you weep, and I'm like, oh, fuck, like, 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 all the elements that that you were discussing, like, like, you know, within a song in itself and like, it's, and it's beautiful, drawn out and then like, it kind of like hits like at that point, I'm just like, ho. Yeah. It's, it's, it's great.
0: That, that song was one that going into the recording process, I really had no, not, I didn't have no idea what I wanted to do, but I wasn't sure about anything. And um, that song is, I, I think that's my like surprise favorite, because um, it's not necessarily my favorite song, like as far as writing it or like the the. It's not my favorite song that I've done, but it's definitely one of my favorite recordings that I've ever done. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and it, and, it, and it can show. Yeah, I,
0: I that that was one where. Uh, the guitar solo that happens after the bridge, mm-hmm. um, that was one of those magical one-take-and-we're-done kind of things hmm. where I was just, that was just, like, one of those times where I was just very present in that recording space doing that. And, like, the, the production at the end of the song, that sort of breakdown that it goes into... Um, mm-hmm. That was actually my brother's contribution. Who was the producer on the EP, and uh, he's he's never produced anything in his life. He's not a musician at all. Really? At all? He?
1: That's. I think that might be the next like really surprising thing that I've learned about this. Tonight.
0: Right. Okay. So this is this is my favorite thing about this EP. Honestly, is that my brother is my producer. And this is his first time ever doing anything like this. So nice. his musical universe, if you want to call it that, uh, is hip hop almost entirely. Like the way that, oh. the way that I like love and study folk music, he loves and studies hip hop music and he follows these artists and he knows all about them. And, you know, that's always been his style. And within the past year or so um my my dad the musician got my brother um like a drum pad and uh logic like the software and a condenser mic just these super basic things and um evan i his name is evan my brother's name is evan Mm -hmm. uh i think he's been like making himself beats and things in Logic for fun. But then when I started doing this solo project and, you know, I was sharing my plans with, you know, my friends and family, he immediately, I almost didn't even have to ask. He said, yeah, let's do this. Like, I'll record for you. And he spent, you know, a lot of time this past summer just at my house working on this with me just for the sake of helping me that uh, uh, it's so
1: cool to see, see like these small factoids that, that go into, to an artist's life. Like, like, you know, like so far your whole thing has been based off of family, you know, family. And I don't want to say like family values, but just like straight family. family, like, you know, but like, you you had the, the the musician like you know uh, to to help help you grow as a person. You know you have um you had parents that that were actively taking you to see different individuals and keeping music in your life. And then once you decided to pursue it, you still had your brother right there next to you yeah. to be able to help you out. I, with it. I, like like that's such a special fucking thing. If
0: I feel so lucky because I see peers around me who are you know in this Philly scene who you know. Aren't close with their family, or who you know don't have these sort of support systems that I'm very aware that I have. That I'm there, I know that I'm super lucky to have them. Cause I mean, really, without my, I mean, just my whole life aside, like just within the past, let's say, six months the the EP coming together and me being able to put myself out there would actually not have been possible without the help of like my family and those friends that I consider family. I mean, Absolutely. even this is so funny, even just as an example. Um, so last Wednesday on the 28th was my EP release show. Um, mm-hmm. And it was just, it was at a local coffee spot around here And uh, it went really well, like place was packed, music was great, but uh, leading up to my set was just super stressful, like, you know, there were those minor problems with, you know, the sound or whatever, and I was stressed because it was my show, and I didn't know how it was going to go, and it was all very high-tension environment, and I broke Mm -hmm. a string. Yep, there you go. Literally probably 40 to 45 minutes before I was supposed to play. And I didn't have any extras. And I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? One of my college friends who was in my a cappella group in college came to my show. And when I broke my string, he ran out to Guitar Center 20 minutes away just to get me strings.
1: Oh, wow. That's awesome. And
0: that's just one of those things where, you know, this is a person that I don't talk to every day. You know, they're very busy and I'm very busy, but, you know, he, you know, we have enough of a friendship and we have enough love between each other to where he came out to support me because he knew that it was important. And then he also stepped up to help me on top of that. And like just having those types of relationships has empowered me more than anything that I've done on my own at all.
1: It's, it's a it's a beautiful thing. Like, like, like I, I don't think like there's anything to really describe the, the feeling that having a beautiful support system can do for an individual.
0: No, nah, it's just love and gratefulness.
1: It's, it's a beautiful thing. So getting back on track. Um, well, I've never really left a track. This track's still on, on the train.
0: Cool. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That sounds so I'm awesome. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's just
1: like, yeah, cool story about your family and your love and your fans and shit. Anyway.
0: Next thing. <laughs> Next thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I did want to, want to kind of like, like, you know, gauge your reaction as as to how have you seen yourself grown as an artist between the time that you've released that or, or recorded your first set of um, songs to now?
0: Uh, hugely. Huge growth. I was a different person at the time. I mean... That's that's part of the reason why I um like that's why I consider this this most recent EP as the first Kate dressed up EP. Mm-hmm. Um I mean when you're nineteen you're just kind of an idiot. You just are. That's and same. and I, I was. And you know, there's a lot of growing up that I had to do around the time of you know, those first recordings and, you know, for a while after. And it it really was in the second half of college that I sort of started to grow into myself. And then since then, you know, once once the vision was sort of crystallized, once I knew what I wanted, since then it's sort of just been a process of, you know, self-examination and just continuing to strive toward, you know, the, the type of person and artist that I want to be, which is someone that, you know, cares about their craft and about themselves and about the people around them. And so that's just something that I try to do. And I mean, so that's, that's the personal side. And then obviously there's the musical aspect, which, like I was saying before, you know, my, my bandmate, within the past couple years taught me just so much that has given, just has expanded my, my arsenal musically that, and that's a lot of, a lot of that sort of knowledge of music is what I tried to put into this most recent EP. I tried to have it be like just a little more complex, a little more um, thought out. So, I mean, it's, it's always a process. It's not like I'm done now, you know, in five years from now, you'll ask me the same thing and I'll be like, oh man, that first podcast, I was such a baby.
1: And that's, <laughs> I think that's how, it
0: sh- that's, that's my goal. That's how I think it should be. So that's what I hope for.
1: All right. So five years from now, um, we definitely will still be a thing. I'm not letting this puppy die and you're going to have a great career. So we will definitely meet back up. in. That would be perfect. Five years from now, it is set. It's done. done. Um, another cool thing that I had witnessed—well, I haven't witnessed personally, especially going into this next segment of questioning—you—you um, you taking your music and actually performing it for people to hear. When did that? Because, because, like, I, I I always give respect to artists that you know. Just say like, "Oh my god!" Like I'm now going to take this time, and I'm going to go out in public, and I'm just going to be really vulnerable. And here's everything that I put out. Please don't hate it. Here, here, here we go. And you did that. Yep. And and like you did like a solid string of shows. Actually, I think you just got off a tour. Like, what was it? A few um,
0: fun or funny story about that. Um, yeah, it was supposed to be this past weekend, and uh, I actually got into a minor car accident on the way to the first stop. And so... Oh, God. It's okay. It's all good. Um, But, you know, the universe wasn't really having a a tour this weekend, this past weekend, which is fine. It's all good. I have more shows coming up, and they're all going to be great.
1: Well, I'm, I'm such a journalist, and I totally knew that. No, it's I'm okay. That's
0: my fault for not sharing. I've been... Uh, not really projecting it. Yeah, no, it's not, not really my style. But since it's it came up, yeah, I, I didn't actually make it out. But I did have a bunch of dates this summer that were awesome, and I have a bunch more coming up that are gonna be awesome. So
1: sick. What was it like getting like like? Have you always been, been like a public performer, like, or was this kind of like your first step into the into the the public eye and and um, being like with them?
0: Well, I guess. I guess in a way, I've always been a p- performer. I don't really consider myself as a person to be a performer, but I've always been performing. Um, I, I mean, there were recitals for, you know, my piano and voice lessons when I was little. And then I was in choirs all through high school. And then when I was in college, I was, you know, I was in the acapella group on campus. So we had performances all year for that. And I would do, you know, some student activities. I would go, you know, to their student soloist night or whatever. Because there was... When I went to college, there was a pub on campus, which was awesome. And uh, so they used to host, like, student things there. And I would play there. But uh, it wasn't until the Fox and the Rose started that I really, like, started getting on stage frequently. And then... I'm just trying to, you know, make myself as visible as possible with Kate dressed up.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's an awesome thing. I mean, I mean like, do you, do you feel as if you're you're more of a? I'm gonna try and phrase this, and I'm gonna go with my original sentence, even though I probably receive a lot of backlash <laughs> for it. But but do you feel as if like? Like compared to putting music to, to tape and then going out and performing in front of people, do you feel like you're any more of a of an artist at all, or like any more of a musician when you're actually immersed with people, or do you like feel you're more you're, you're you're most self when you're learning and you're and you're recording and you're expressing?
0: Um, that's an interesting question. I think that um, those are just two totally different processes. Like, I don't think that they're comparable to say like. You know, are you, you know, are you more of an artist here? Or are you more of an artist there? It's like, well, it's just, it's just my artist. I'm being the same artist in different ways. However, I do prefer playing live. Um, I mean, that's what it's all about. You know, you like get up on stage and, you know, maybe you make somebody dance. Maybe you make somebody cry. Maybe somebody laughs in your face. You just don't know. And, you know, that human connection is what I find really rewarding about it. And it's it's not like, you know, it's not a like on Facebook or like, you know, buying my stuff. Although that is very, very much appreciated. It's about like seeing a face and like seeing a reaction, like feeling that with someone else. That's the same reason that I like to go to live shows. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? When, when someone is making music in the same room as you, that there's there's just something so magical about that.
1: Absolutely, wholeheartedly <laughs> agree. At least on that 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 part. I agree with everything you say, not just about that, that part. <laughs> Man, I'm gonna get talking awesome. right one day. Well, anyway, um, right now at this moment, I think would be a great time for people to really get immersed into your music. Um, I seriously do think it's gonna take a listen to this, and people are gonna like you know fawn to it. Mm-hmm. If I if we had that draw, uh, people will casually look at it and they'll have the Dave talks seal of approval, so that would be cool. I'm all about it. In a way. Um anyway, but um as we talked about before, we're gonna showcase uh, four, which is the last song off your self-titled. Um, do you wanna give like a quick intro to this song? Like, you know, what was the the mind space that, that you were in? Why was this one important to put down to paper?
0: Um this song I think it's pretty self explanatory in the lyrics, but um at the time that I was writing this, I was pretty much experiencing a very a difficult transition period between North and South Jersey, between my band and my solo project, between living with my mom to living with my boyfriend. All these things were changing. They were changing in ways that I wasn't expecting and didn't necessarily like. And the song is just about um, me trying to process those changes and, you know, reorient myself in this new space
1: kind of like recalibrating yourself to to um a new area
0: yeah i mean i sort of you know set off on this in a way brand new life and i just you know there's no way to really be ready for it but i just wasn't ready for it Mm -hmm. and it, it took some time and and this song is about that that experience
1: all right, so without further ado, you guys are going to be listening to Forward by Kate Dressed Up. It's off to South Total EP. Listen up.
0: Is it recording? What tempo is this? I agree. All right, ready? Right. One, two, three. And no place to go
1: forward yep Kate dressed up self-titled yep <laughs> yep yep, yep, yep so like <laughs> <laughs> that was that he totally listened to it, to the song in full um i and again i'm, I'm gonna just just harp into this again like you know um before we came on to, to the episode we and we were talking about the um coincidence that i was listening to to some um singers and songwriters from like back in the early 60s that that you really resonated with without even remotely thinking that um that was gonna be me today, because we also had another band that, that fell through. Not if you were second choice at all, cause I also did reach out to you about, you know, um, whether or not you'd be able to come on the show I'm at good. some point. We just happened to have What's a up? have a <laughs> Yeah. Ollie's <laughs> yeah, here. Um and, and like, what was it? It was um Joni Mitchell. And I randomly had gotten into that and I was like, wow, like this is really awesome. It's 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 something that I haven't listened to in a long while, and it's something that would still be absolutely clear and present today if it was if it was revitalized back into a scene and i seriously do think that that you might be that artist that i had in mind without completely knowing it and then after i i had found it and then like, like you know take a listen to to the self-titled i was oh, like holy shit
0: i have to leave the house in a little bit and my head is not gonna fit through the door that was so nice <laughs> absolutely thank you so much that's so nice of you even just to. uh I mean, like, and and that's the,
1: that's the crazy thing about, about, about music is that like, you know, there, there's always something that has been performed before that can be pulled away today and still be made new and still have its own identity. And just like you know, hearing the comparisons from from the SoundCloud recordings to this new EP, and then hearing the um, the family vibes that keep going, and like you know, you're you're want to learn. I mean, like you're you're a fantastic fucking artist, and and like yeah. uh, within the the like there are a few bands that like the same way that I was able to see Ben um, Green Green Greenblatt being able to really become a performer and really see his fan base grow and and to be this amazing thing, or even fucking God back in a Modern baseball days when I mean, they were playing basements and now they're, you know, doing sure. music videos and oh, yeah. and working with people and being real artists and shit like that. Not as if they weren't real artists beforehand, but I mean, you know, like making it yeah. in, in, in the, in the um, material sense. Yep. You're definitely another artist that, that while being fresh on your feet, not in the artist realm, but more in a professional realm it's going to be really, really awesome to see your progression. And I'm, and it's one that I'm definitely going to be eyeing for like a while.
0: Thank you. I appreciate it.
1: No, that. no pressure. Hell yeah. No, no, no I
0: mean, I got to go write some songs. No big deal.
1: <laughs> no, no big deal. It's like, Oh shit, Ollie's waiting. <laughs> but, um, so that everyone else would be able to enjoy your music. Where, when are your, um, your next few dates that you have coming up?
0: Oh, I have some really great dates coming up. Um, so, let's see. October 15th, I'm going to be at John and Peter's in New Hope. I'm really excited about the bands on that lineup with me. A lot of New Jersey bands. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I'm nice. playing at Maxfields in Booton, New Jersey on October 27th. And okay. I'm going to be playing at Electric Halloween, which is awesome. That's a Halloween-themed camping festival. In Hamilton, New Jersey. And it's going to be awesome. Hey,
1: guys. Do you like experiencing whole new um, local scenes, but still having a sense of family? Well, go on down to the Grand Air Bookings Electric Halloween. It's going to be on... Um, I don't I don't even know what day it is I have to buy October. my ticket for that. But it's gonna be a lot of awesome bands in the South Jersey area. Um I've worked personally close with the Grand Air booking community, um with the Emerson booking community with um the, the, the Sun the Sunroom um promotions. They're all great people, they're all great, great bands. I'm really excited to see that the K Tress is gonna be on there as long as with Grand, um your persona. Um probably Clearview, probably Pines. I say probably. I should get a lineup, but I don't. It's,
0: like, it's October twenty eighth to thirtieth.
1: Oh, see, there we go. Nice three day festival out in the woods. It's gonna be pretty diverse with, with the music like, like you were saying. Um
0: they got with... all kinds of crazy genres there. They got some hardcore, some electronics, some funky mm-hmm. stuff, some folky stuff. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. But please
1: go see Kate dressed up at any one of the at the dates that um she has spoken of before. Um where are they gonna be able to find your social media and or your band camp?
0: cool um well on facebook you can look me up just kate dressed up with a k and uh bandcamp is the same thing kate dressed com. um the new ep if this is more your speed is also on itunes apple music or spotify if you're more of a streaming services kind of person
1: and that's a beautiful thing shout out to his- uh, Spotify, please sponsor our show. I will shower you in so much luck. <laughs> um, but yeah, please, 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 please. After you heard this song, I don't, I don't even fucking need to beg. I'm not Barry White. Don't need to do it. <laughs> so just so just go ahead. Go look up Kate dressed up. I'm glad you called, called the reference. Kate, thank you so much for thank coming on so the show. Alex. Especially short, short notice. Yeah, it would have been a lot cooler to talk, talk to you before the festival and everything um, and, and get you showcased now compared to later. So now let's, let's record it. Um, the date right now is October fourth, but it will be up tomorrow on a Wednesday. Awesome! If all the cards fall in right, and my computer doesn't feel like being, you know, my computer. Cool. I I say that as if like that's a normal thing. That's that should never happen, guys. We're professional. Anyway, so brother, um, go check.
0: When, when, when I sat down, when I sat down to record, or not to record, when when Evan and I sat down for the first time to start the mixing process on the EP. Mm-hmm. We opened up a song and the bass was gone. gone. <laughs> just it gone. happens, man. It does. Sure, yeah. I mean the the
1: one thing that I can enjoy about the show is that from the get-go, our, our tagline was unprofessionally the professionally unprofessional. And I think that that's something that we bring forward to the table. You have like you, like, like, you know, yeah. you're other people that are like, where did you grow up? And we're just like, shit, where'd you kick kick back? <laughs> <You> no. <know? laughs> Uh, we try. But anyway, it was so enjoyable talking over to Hi. you. Guys, go check out the bandcamp. Again, K Dressed Up with the k.bandcamp.com. You can find it on any one of the streaming services, including Spotify sponsor. Hey. And Thank um much. Yeah, absolutely. One hundred percent. And if there's that any time that you need extra promotion, hit us up. You're your hometown fam now, since you passed by Jersey. I mean, I'm from the southern Jersey region, so hey. I gotta I gotta, you know, pay it forward.
0: Cool. I'll-
1: And, um, guys, you will be hearing a podcast on Friday, if not next week, or whenever you download this and you might be hearing this up next. And if you're listening to this like a marathon, God bless you. (laughs) And please send me your information so I can buy you a beer or something. If you're not of age, candy is cool. I'm not giving kids candy. Anyway, this is Babe Talk. Welcome to Babe Talk. It's ending. Um,
0: Kate, enjoy the rest of your evening. Thank you very, very much.
1: Say to everybody else, be cool to one another. Um, and we will see you guys around.